Hello everybody, welcome to episode 177. It's one, it's seven, and it's seven. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. Um, we were supposed to be in the office today, uh, gazing <laughs> into each other's eyes, but unfortunately due to uh, some some news, some news that we received, uh, I don't know, what was, it, what was it now, 72 hours ago, um, it seems like we are destined to be, to be remote uh, for the next few months. Mr. Joe Edwards, come in please. I'm here via via the what what is it satellite now what what what, what would I call it? Just leave yeah. the digital stuff to me, mate. It's fine. Um, it's fine. The most important thing is you're here, Joe. You're yeah. here. We're here. It's episode 177. Hopefully, it's better than episode 176, where it was pretty much out of date within five or six hours of, of going out uh, with, with, with the Jotter news. So um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're splitting this into two, uh, either side of Nuno's press conference, to, to make sure that we get everything team news-wise and potentially a bit of transfer news-wise or gossip, anything that comes out of there, to yeah. make sure we are on the button. The, such is the mental nature of the last few weeks of Wolves. It was just yes, anything of, is out of date so quickly because you know we do have inklings, don't we? And we obviously, yeah. you know, we know some stuff that's happening um, that we can't put out, some stuff that we can put out. It's just it's just the nature of the game. But at the same time, when when something like that and a deal happens so quickly. Um, yeah. You know, really, within 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 twenty four hours of um, from from a, from being left out to all of a sudden being on the way to to Anfield, that definitely caused, especially time wise, by surprise. And you know, it's, like you say, such is the nature of the beast at this time of year with transfers and the way that Wolves are doing their business. Um, it's just uh, we've just got to we've just got to strike while the iron's hot and hope for the best. I've never known a move go through so quickly I mean you, you put it into the perspective that on about 7 o'clock on Thursday night mm, Jota mm. arrives at, at Molyneux ready to play re- ready to play with the rest of the squad yes Saturday at 5pm he's announced <laughs> yeah. as, a li- as a Liverpool player Less walking out and tapping tapping the tunnel and tapping you know you'll never yeah. walk alone and doing it you know done a, done a beautiful video uh, looking in the locker room and you're like, it's just it's just it, it's it that is that especially for especially that kind of a deal going to the the Premier League champions for yeah. for a, for a big fee. I mean, you don't get many of those these days. That not only for the kind of fee and uh, the fanfare, but but the pace the pace of it and the lack of the lack of real build up or knowledge prior to that with the media that was it was all done so quickly that um it, it's one of the. It's one of the quickest transfer deals that I've I've known for for some time, really. To, regardless of what the fee was, yeah. I mean, I've no one fr- really had an inkling, did they? Really? No. I mean, we're all we all were expecting him to start start up front, uh, yeah. probably with with silver, like you say on on Thursday night, and then uh, and then just just astonishing, really. I don't want to go too much into Jota. Uh, because uh, you know, I know that some people are like, "Well, he's gone now. I don't want to forget about him." But you know, at the same time, you know, he he, he will always be, I think, um, very important and a very very important part to the 
to the evolution of, of the Wolves that we see today. And he's had some fantastic memories. And, and also, you've got to understand that, you know, I, I don't think that Jota was pushing this deal or anything like that. It's just the nature of the transfer window. You know, when you have a, you know, a side such as Liverpool who come in and, and that kind of fee that's talked about, and you've got another guy going in the other direction, sometimes you've just got to say thank you very much and move on. But at the same time, you can't, you can't just... You can't just bin them out of your life. They've still got they've still got a part to play. They're still happy memories. It sounds like you're talking about uh, an ex, <laughs> an ex, <laughs> um, someone you might go back to once in a while. You never know for a for a cut price deal. Alana's um, not listening to this. It's in four, four minutes into the podcast. She, she normally bins it off after two. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just went so quickly, and I, I sent a couple of texts on Friday afternoon. I was looking to try and clock off early after late night Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 you should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not not much said to happen, and then yeah, Key and Hoover coming towards, and Jota going the other way, and um, yeah, it, it, it's just been the hallmark of this window, really. Once walls have kind of closed in on a deal they've got it done like pretty much straight away which yeah yeah you know credit to them i guess um you know silver bam done uh you know vitinia marcel it was like you know they became kind of common knowledge and then within 24 hours they were wrapped up so mm-hmm. um they're getting deals done quickly i mean they, which they, is the best way don't you because yeah. you know you see it all the time you, you see teams gazumping you oh he's available right well let's let's get on to him if he's available at that price we didn't know anything about that so you can understand Wolves being quite secretive to certain deals. I mean, Nuno didn't want to say anything about Jota really on that on that Thursday night when he was no. interrogated really by the media, <laughs> yeah. as you would as he would expect to be, and kind of apologised about it on the Friday press conference, saying you know these deals sometimes have to happen and you've got to you've got to get them through. And you have to understand that that these these are important deals for the club, and uh, sometimes the sec- more secretive the better, really. Well, you can see. Well, you can have a Sancho deal that runs the whole, the whole, the whole transfer window. That's probably never ever going to happen, you know. Exactly. So these past few weeks have shown why Wolves are so keen to run a tight ship, and you know, kind of keep everything under wraps as much as they can until something's actually happening. Um, You know, they've they've had their targets, they've got them in pretty much, and um, you know, the one that kind of came into the ether was Ainsley Maitland-Niles, wasn't he, uh, earlier on in the window? And obviously yeah. then he had a few good games for Arsenal. Then the talk reverses to a new contract at the Emirates. And, you know, aside from that one, every, everybody, you know, that the Wolves have been kind of touted with and, it's it, you know, the, the, the links of substance anyway, you know, mm. not just these, you know, stupid stuff on these crap websites. Yeah. Um, it has happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything that that's, that we, you know that, that should have been done has been done. So um, Wolves' approach and how they can be secretive and things like that, you can see exactly why because they've got the players in. Talk about running a tight ship, Joe. Uh, how, <laughs> how's the uh, how's how's the diet going? Um, yes, I had my Saturday way day, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Saturday way day. Oh, 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 um, and, oh. Did you did you all have to do you all have to walk up and uh, go onto the scales and it was like a big projected screen behind you, sort of like you know. Um, one of these big US TV shows, you know, Biggest Loser. Um, it wasn't quite that dramatic. Okay. Um, Sal, and um, Hernan and uh, another friend, they go to the Slimming World Club and they yeah. get and they get weighed. Yeah. Um, I, I went along with them for moral support, stayed in the car, okay. and and then 
at uh, Safi's nan. She has a pair of she has a set of scales. Oh, and so you're, you're a private Wayne, do you? you, don't go, you don't so I, I just did the the private Wayne and uh, f- five pound loss. Oh, five pounds! Wow. Five, Five pound loss, yeah. I need something to grab onto, mate. I, I don't want your skin and bones next time, you know, at uh, on, on on Sunday. I, I need you know, I need you a little little bit of plump, little little yeah. bit of booty. Don't the, lose the it lo- all, mate. Love handles, yeah. The love handles are still kind of there, so yeah. yeah. Have, a, have a bit of that. Have a bit of a squeeze. Oh, mate, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was, um, I was. See, my problem, and because I'm kind of getting back on the old uh, bike now and running and stuff mm. like that. My main problem is. It's not the it's not the food that I eat because I'm always pretty good on food. It's the portion sizing. It's always the portion size. You do like so, a portion size. We, I, do, I do. I do. I like discovered por- this in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, I do like a portion size. So I'll eat. I'll, I'll eat like I'll eat a healthy salad. But I'll have a massive salad. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I want, I want a big salad. I want. I want leafy greens. You know, I want my carrots. I want my. I want my protein in there. I want some seeds in there. But you know, I need to be satisfied. Uh, with a decent portion but yeah, it's just about reducing those especially my overnight oats so I'm having overnight oats but I feel like I'm having too much of them so some oat milk soaked into for people who don't know what overnight so oats are you basically get your whole grain oats then you mm. pour some almond milk or oat milk overnight you leave them in the fridge and soak it all up delicious in the morning a few berries bit of almond butter and yeah. uh, but I'm just, I'm just having too much of it so I feel like I need to uh to run it off, so to speak. Although, I must, it's a good, good, good story here. So, I'm having it the other day and uh, watching TV. And who do I see on TV? Me! You! Me! Me! C- pop up! Casino pop up on Casino! TV. No, 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 different one. Different one this time, mate. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I, I, for people who, I don't know if people know this. So, I, I have been in my former life a porn star. Do you know that? No, come on. Yes, yes, no. yes, yes, porn star. Oh, um, like the shopping... Porn stars, History Channel, what were you thinking, yeah, what were you talking yeah. about? Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. mate, come on, mate. Well, so, you know, uh, you, you... Have you do. watched it before? Have you, I yeah. get, you know I get about, you know, you watched yeah. it before. Porn, everybody's watched a bit of yeah. porn stars. Yeah, or is there another one called Hardcore Porn on the History yes, Channel Yes, well? yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's from Detroit. Uh, this, this is in Vegas. Uh, oh, what, while you're over in the States? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your Chumleys and your, you know, Old Man and Rick and stuff like that. It's, it's a good show. It used to be really good, I think, and now it's just a bit, a bit, bit shit, really, but... Um, well, yeah, so, after the ad year, I mean, everything. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not. You, I mean, that that was the I think the highest grossing viewers ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was, so it was, it was one of the old ones. I think it was. I think this must have been. I don't know. Probably like about 2015, 2016. We go to Vegas. And I wanted to go to because we like the show. So you go in there. So we walked in there, and we thought we're gonna have a, a schmooze around, and then we're just about to walk out, and uh, and then I get a tap on the back from this guy, and he goes, "Oh, uh, excuse me, sir, are you?" Uh, are you are you planning on staying around? So I'm like, uh, no, we're just about to leave. He goes, oh well, if you if you fancy, we're we're actually shutting the store in the next half an hour for filming. We need like five or six extras to be in the background. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like, would you like to stay around? So I'm like, yes, yes, I would. So I'm like, I'm like trying to get Alana's like looking at something in one of the jewelries or something like that. And I'm like, Alana, Alana, we're gonna have to stay. We're gonna have to stay and filming. So I'm hoping to get like a chumley or something, but I've got a Rick. I got a Rick and uh, who and then the old man they were doing it. So you can't look at the camera. You've got to be browsing in the background over the counters. So 
Yeah, it was there in that, and there was some sort of train that got sold. I can't remember now anyway, but yeah, it's just you know, eating your old oat milk, mate, and uh, an overnight oats, and all of a sudden you see. You see uh, the background with a, a bright lime green T-shirt and uh, and a baseball oh. Toronto Blue Jays baseball cap and uh, of yeah, course Mr. Judah mate Mr. Judah so yes a porn star uh, an appearance fee uh, no appearance fee mate no just just uh, just uh, just to see my my beautiful back of my head on a on, on a on a on a TV show that, that's, that's well all that I need, of, mate. of course yeah that's all that I need um, right what what do what do Wolves need Joe because <laughs> now they've got a right wing back. And probably the marquee signing of the window, or is it? Well, let's let's <laughs> let's do the is it after that. Let's do let's let's do the marquee signing as it stands because Nelson Semedo, uh, Barcelona, absolutely one of the one of the one of the best of the best pace wise. He's full of brilliant attributes. I think he's going to bring to this football club and a real coup for Nuno. It's an exciting signing, yeah. I'm one that I'm really looking forward to seeing playing a Wolf shirt. And yeah, you look at the signing so far. Uh, of course, the smash the transfer record for Fabio Silva. But this is this is the signing of the window so far. Definitely, it's, it represents Wolves moving into a, a different category, really, into uncharted territory. That they're getting a an established player from truly one of the best clubs in the world. And, you know, it's not just as if they're signing some young player who's been on the fringes. I mean, he's not been um, perhaps the most consistent at Barcelona, but he's still pretty much played 40 games a season for three seasons. So I mean, you're no mug if you're doing that, are you? Exactly. And he's got 13 Portugal caps. I mean, he's won... He's won trophies at Benfica before Barcelona as well. So this is a player who's, who's been there and knows what he's doing. And he's still 26 to enter those peak years of his career and hopefully have those peak years of his career at Molyneux. So it's it's a really exciting signing. They, they, they needed to get right wing back done. They've got it done in a big way, really, with, with Samedo. I mean, the last game that he had for Barcelona was one where he got kind of trounced by... Alfonso Davies, and it was a bad night all round for Barcelona. It weren't just him that had a bad game. Um, yeah, I mean they've kind of pressed the pressed the refresh button, haven't they? Barcelona, Luis Suarez has left, and a, and a couple of others. But you know, to what Barcelona's, you know, they they choose to get rid of him. It's it's you know it's it's towards his benefit. I think it's a great fit. An already vast Portuguese contingency comes in ready made for me to slot straight in for West Ham, and uh, yeah, I think it's. I think this is a marquee signing and and quite a quite a statement from Wolves as well. I mean, I'm I'm super excited to see to see Semedo and Traore. You know, Traore I think has been bashed a little bit in the first couple of games, but look, he's not a right wing back. He's it's not he's, his fault. He's, he's filling, you know, he's filling in um, as and as and when he'll do anything for the side. So I, you know, I really kind of get frustrated sometimes when you see sometimes the amount of criticism that he does get. The Manchester City game, okay, you know. Um, it was a tough night, well, tough first half all around, and that's that's not just Triori. There were some really poor performances out there, you know, across the board. But at the same time, look, the guy's not a right wing back. He's doing his bloody best. I mean, I'd rather have him than Oscar Bird. No offense to Oscar Bird, but I probably would, you know, yeah. because you get you, you want you want guys out there who can win your games. So I think now when you see Semedo coming in, and then you're gonna have Triori probably playing ahead of him, or you know, he's not he's he's not guaranteed his place because you know Wolves have got some decent options up top, but. You think that Traore is going to be ahead of Semedo. That's a fantastic, exciting right-hand side that is going to scare some bloody left-back to, well, to, to what they did last season and pull up with an injury and say, get me off the pitch. 
Yeah, that's it. And Samaido's, um, you know, assists and goals record it makes for interesting reading because he's a very attacking fullback. He can get forward, but having had Lionel Messi in front of him for Barcelona, I mean, this just shows. Uh-oh. Yeah, this just shows the kind of pedigree of player that he's played with. But because it's it's the Messi show and rightly so at Barcelona, then I think Samaido's kind of forward threat was nullified a bit. Really, you know the. You, you, you kind of you're not supposed to go into Messi's space. You leave Messi's space for Messi. Um, but at Wolves, I think there'll be you know an onus on him to get forward a bit more so and support Traore. Obviously, it, it, there is an element of letting Traore just do what he what he has to do and get to the byline and get crosses in. But um, you know we saw so many times that uh, Doherty and Traore linked up well, and hopefully you know this can be this can be a fruitful partnership as well and. Uh, you know, you talk about flat-out pace and athleticism and, you know, ability to just eat up the ground. You know, those two are absolute flyers. And uh, it could make for a really exciting, fun partnership just to watch on that right-hand side. And uh, fingers crossed it pays dividends and uh, it proves to be as successful as it could be. And I think it will be. The, 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 the thing that I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about is that you don't, People are not expecting it from the off because changing from La Liga to the Premier League will take time to adjust. You can't just go straight on and maybe you know maybe maybe he'll have a fantastic game at West Ham if he starts. But at the same time, I think you've got to let him bed in for two or three games and get used to the Premier League because it is is a completely different to La Liga. And I just hope he gets time because people you know they are so quick to to make a judgment these days after one or two games and you write someone off or you say he's rubbish or he's great or whatever that there will be a bedding in process there yeah I think West Ham though is a good one for him to cut to to come in for i mean I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it's a very big pitch at the London stadium, and you know there is space to run into and things like that and you know West Ham aren't exactly a team operating at at full confidence over at the moment, you know, I, I think it is an ideal first game for him, and he, he has been involved in, for Barcelona in pre-season. Obviously, his last game, as we as we say, wasn't the best one, but he was playing in that Champions League game until August, and then he, he'd been part of that Barcelona's pre-season. I mean, he was an un, unused substitute for them just last weekend, so. He's been preparing and getting ready for for a season. You'd like to think he's, you know, as good as match as match ready as he could be. Really, I mean, I, I know he, he'll, as you say, he'll take a a couple of games maybe to properly fully bed in. But um, a player of his standard and of his stature, of the experience that he's got, you'd expect him to come in and hopefully, you know, with a relatively little fuss. Is he a big upgrade on Matt Doherty? Do you think? Or do you, do you want to see first before you make a judgment? Yeah, I think it's a case of just seeing seeing first. I think his CV is very promising, and you know the bits that I have seen of him, I, I do like. I think he can get forward. I think he can offer something a little bit different to to, to Doherty. I think Doherty, you know, was the, the master, if you want, of kind of like link up play, being clever and and cutting inside, and kind of being. A bit of a battering ram at times, weren't he, Doherty? Because he's not the quickest across the ground, but he uses what he's got to his advantage and uses it very well. I think Samado is more of a of somebody who can beat someone without right pace. And I think if you're looking um, for perhaps a player that that Samado could turn out to be like, maybe his compatriot Ricardo Pereira at Leicester, he's a player that I really like and somebody who can get forward, beat a man, just take a kind of a big touch past the man, get the cross in, and chip in with goals as well. So. If if Samado turns out to be like him, which 
you know, out of Portugal, we spoke to Alex Gonçalves and a, and a few others that they're saying, you know, they are similar players. So if he if it turns out to be anything like that uh, for Wolves, then they've certainly got a player on their hands. And it's nice that he can pose in his in his national kit as well um, when, <laughs> yeah. when he takes his pictures. Yeah. Uh, Mullen, you on the evening, another late night for Wolves admin, uh, as I think is becoming uh, the the regular regular situation, at least two or three nights a week. Uh, obviously, a week and a half to go before deadline, and then you've got another week before. You can do deals with the championship clubs. Um, Portuguese, you know, I mean, they've got ten Portuguese players now. Wolves. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have an issue with that? I mean, I know a lot of people from the outside have an issue with that, but I mean, for me, if you're getting these players who are top drawer, who are who are a lot cheaper than what you're going to do, you know, get the same level at you know English or or it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a massive issue with it. I've seen Wolves come coming. Do you crazy. think there's an over reliance though on 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 Mendes and and, and what he can do now? Because I mean, pretty much every single player who's coming in mm. is yeah. guest a few. Well, if again back to, back to that point, if they all turn out to be good, then mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. It, yeah. If if some of these summer signings like Vitinha and Silva and Samada don't don't necessarily work, then I think you you look at it and you reassess. But mm-hmm. it, the the track record has been so, so good so far, and. And you look at the Portuguese contingent, yeah, it's it's big, it's heavy. But the Wolves aren't the first to do this. And, and maybe the first with such Portuguese flavour, but Arsenal, we've, you know, they were pretty much exclusively French, France, weren't they? Yeah, of course, in, in, yeah. in the early 2000s. Then Newcastle had a huge French influx mm-hmm. um, in the early 2010s. And, you know, Wolves have, Wolves have leaned on Portugal now. Um, there is some criticism for it. Um, Maybe you'd like to see one or two more uh, British players. I mean, obviously Doherty has gone and and Gibbs White has gone out on loan, so that that's kind of you know that lessens the home ground quality, if you like. But um, it's uh, it's it's not of a huge issue for me. I think that there's a good group at Molyneux. Everybody you know speaks of how uh, tight knit the group is. Uh, you know these Portuguese lads; they're not just kind of a clique. They 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 mix with everybody else and. Um, it seems a good environment, and and if you can bring in someone of Samado's, you know, quality and um, experience, oh, I just don't see why you wouldn't. So, uh, yeah, I haven't got a huge problem with it at all. Well, they're not all Portuguese, Joe. As someone who maybe came on a little bit under the radar with the Jota deal um, in the other direction was a uh, Henry. Henry Hoover. Henry Hoover. Henry Hoover. Um, <laughs> Key is in the house and, um, look, obviously one for the future, but someone who you'd have thought kind of will be on the bench to, to start with. Um, we'll, we'll learn Nuno, we'll learn the team, we'll learn the club, we'll learn the history and, and, and I think we'll be, we'll be a very important asset going forward. Young and, and I think Liverpool fans were, were gutted to, to see him leave mm. the club and uh, someone who I think is very exciting, can play, can play central defensively, can play on the right-hand side as well. Um, and uh, this could be a really good signing, and I, I'm actually quite excited about this. Probably more than than, than most, but um, I think they've done a really, really good bit of business here, Wolves. Yeah, I mean, he's not played a lot of senior football, for, but what he has, he's he's done pretty well. I mean, coming on at Molyneux and making your debut at 16 um, is 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 difficult for anyone. But he looked all right that night. I thought he was playing as a as a sweeper in the kind of in the Cody role. Um, he's played there. He's played on the right of a back three. He can play as a wing back or as a conventional full back. So he certainly uh, fits that Wolves mould of versatility and having a high uh, ceiling when it comes to 
when it comes to potential, he took the bite as well from the club, didn't he? When uh, they said, "What can we expect from you?" And he, oh, I'm a, I'm a flying Dutchman, which I thought, <laughs> I thought, fair play. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a he's a player that kind of very much fits the mould, and uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, I'd, I'd say Samado is is the one for right wing back, of course, but um, you know, if you find yourself short one week, he could come in at right centre back or he, you know he, even if um, maybe even if like, you know fingers crossed it doesn't but if Conor Cody ever picked up a knock then maybe he could even slot into that sweeper role because he's so versatile so uh, yeah I, I, I like that signing it uh, ticks a lot of boxes and uh, yeah the Flying Dutchman is here uh, probably the biggest news of the window of course was um, was the one that broke a couple of days ago now and that is that Leo Bonatini has left the club on a, oh, on a two-season <laughs> loan deal. A sad day. A sad day sad for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, he scored some important goals, Leo, in the Championship, it, it to be honest. He uh, did. It just it obviously has not worked out for him since. and uh, He's probably found his level. He's not good enough for what Wolves are going to in, in the direction. And, and to be honest, I think quite a few other clubs probably have, have passed on him as well. He's gone to Grasshopper Zurich. And, and, and that will be the end of him in a Wolves shirt because uh, after that, his contract's finished. Yeah, it's a two-year loan. Um, Grasshoppers, for anybody who doesn't know, are pretty much the the new uh, sister club, really. If you want for for Wolves, I mean, they had that partnership with Jamila, didn't they? Yeah, the new Jamila. Then the new Jamila, Jamila no longer exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grasshoppers, they're owned by uh, Jenny Wang, the uh, wife of uh, Guo Guangchang, the um, Falson uh, head. So. You know, the so kind you know, of ra- clubs you can give us. We'll, we'll, we'll own a club. Give yeah. us a club as well. You know, we'll, we'll, what, we'll, what for we'll, me and you to run? Yeah, we'll run it, mate. <laughs> we'll run it. We'll cover it. You know, we'll manage it. We'll do all. We'll play for it. We'll do all, all of the above. I wouldn't mind Zurich, to be fair. You like Switzerland, oh, mate, don't you? Like, yeah, I'd be all over Zurich, to be fair. Okay, get, looking get, for some media staff, mate. What do you reckon? That, yeah, get me and you over to club reporters for Grasshopper Zurich. Oh, mate, we'll go. We'll go as well. <laughs> no allegiance whatsoever. Um, yeah, so Conor Rowland's there. Uh, Renat Dadashov was there until he done his ACL, so hopefully he's recovering as well. Um, Tauti Gomez, who was signed and then immediately landed there. Uh, Ming Yang Yang, who was a, uh, it was, it was released has, has ended up there. So uh, yeah, there's there's a partnership forming. You'd like to think Bonatini could score a fair few goals there, because um, I think they're in the Swiss second tier um, as well. Yeah. They're not in yeah. the top flight. So uh, you'd like to think Bonatini can score himself a few goals. Enjoy the life of Zurich. I'm sure it's a lovely place to live, and uh, yeah, all, 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 all good luck to him. He, he's be, almost become a bit of a you know, a parody figure, really. But as you say, you do forget the. Um, he was great that first half of that championship season. Yeah, he was he brilliant. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's such a shame that he just kind of, you know, tailed off so so drastically. But uh, yeah, all, all, good luck to him. And again, you know, we talk about Jota playing a part in Wolves' rise. Uh, in Bonatini played, you know, admittedly far less of a part, but he still had a you know a part, a real big hand in that championship promotion. So uh, good luck to him. Talking about uh, blasts from the past, Rafa Mir. Can you ever see him playing at Wolves? Twenty-three years old. Wesker oh, is in, I think. Wesker. That they they've got promoted, haven't they? Yeah, they uh, got promoted. Wesker. Yeah, I think it's got nine nine and eighteen appearances the last season. Um, yeah. Can you see him ever ever playing for Wolves, or do you think he's he's one of these one of these who are just going to come and probably they'll have a quick look at him and then they'll they'll move him around a bit. 
get get a bit of cash. You know, yeah. I, th- I think if he if he plays plays well for Huesca, for Huesca in, I mean, he's he's still there for another year. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. If he carries on scoring, get a good fee for him. I think that's I think that's your uh, I think that's your best. That's bet. your lot. That's your lot. That's um, your lot. I thought that was your lot on uh, on on Monday night, Joe. When we saw that first half performance and uh, <laughs> Wolves were dead and buried, and then somehow. Uh, a completely different Jekyll and Hyde performance second half they could have quite easily drawn that game wasn't to be and to be honest I think that, that Manchester City deserved the game where anyone who watched the game 90, over 90 minutes City were the better side Let, let's go to the first half I'm not I don't want to dwell on it but at the same time it was concerning because you know Wolves were it wasn't that Manchester City were were absolutely incredible it was just that Wolves were so poor and I don't care whether you know, it was Manchester City who you were facing there, or West Brom. Well, maybe not West Brom. They're probably one of the against West Brom. But if it was Fulham, let's say, you'd be down at half time because they were so poor. It was so unlike them, and uh, it was quite worrying to see. Thank God we saw we saw that second half performance. Yeah, I I made the reference that it was the first time really that I'd saw them overawed by by a big team, and which was strange because you know City, in respect, they weren't at full strength. I mean, no, I, know, no, the, I thought it, it was a good time to play them. Yeah, and they had you know it was elements of unknown. We've then starting the season now pre season kind of thing. So um, yeah, it was just if you let City dictate play and have the ball as they see fit, then they're going to spray it around and they're going to cause you problems. I mean. De Bruyne is magnificent, isn't he? He's, ah, he's, he, he's just he's, incredible. He's a joy to watch. He, he's incredible, and he, he's truly, you know, up there for me as one of the best in the world. I think, you know, I, I think I'd even put him in that top. I think he'd be third for me. I think, you know, you Messi and Ronaldo. I think De, De Bruyne is as good as anybody, to be honest, for that third slot, really. So, if you're going to give him the time and the and the, and the space, then he's just going to pick you off. And he yeah. did exactly that. He, he's you know won the penalty, say joined to a stupid foul. I mean, it was almost um, harking back to to the size of old, really. The being a bit uh, being a bit rash and just flying in when you, you know so often over the last season or so, you've seen him just kind of stand his ground and kind of you know be a bit more. Um, Assured and, and, and measured, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a poor first half. I mean, the, the second half was a lot better, but at the same time, they still didn't convert the chances that no. they had. So it's uh, the onus on going to West Ham and being a lot more ruthless at both ends of the pitch, really. Yeah, um, the the next few games, Joe, are, are fantastic on paper. Mm. West Ham away, Fulham at home, Leeds away. Newcastle at home, Palace at home. Let's stop there. I mean, you can carry it on to Leicester away, Southampton at home, really. But let's let's go for for these next five games. Uh, a lot of people asking, and and, in, in, and I'll say who they are anyway a little bit later on. But we'll, we'll talk about the question now. How many points should Wolves be aiming for in these five games? West Ham away, Fulham at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, and Palace at home. For me, for me, Joe, absolute minimum. Minimum, minimum, minimum. If they are going to do anything this season, minimum eleven points. I think they need to win three and draw two. I was going to say minimum of ten. Okay. So that would give you three, three wins, a draw, and a loss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's they're capable of winning five, mate. To be the, honest, well, they are capable of doing it. They are capable, and hopefully they do. I mean, I think the best run that they've had in the Premier League is four on the spin. Yeah. Um, so five would be, you know, a, a, a new, a new one. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it, they're there to be. Of course, it's it's easier said than done, but that they are winnable games, and if you want to be pushing for the for the top six, um, as as everybody seemingly says that they want to do, I know Nuno is 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 coy and game at a time, but. I think Samaida made a remark about pushing for the top six and pushing for Champions League. I mean, that'll, <laughs> as we mm. see, we new signings, it usually gets drilled out of them. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they, while not explicitly saying it, they they, they, they want Europa League again. Um, so this run dictates, how this, well, it's going to play a large part in dictating how the, how the season goes, I think. And so They have to win their three home games, Fulham, Newcastle and Palace. I'll be very disappointed if they don't. I know Palace have started the season well, yeah. but Wolves should be beating Crystal Palace at home if they're going to finish in the European positions. It leaves your West Ham away and, and Leeds away. Leeds are shipping goals for fun, although they are scoring goals. But at the yeah. same time, you know... I quite fancy going there and getting a result. And West Ham, well, we'll go on to it and we'll preview it later on, but... Um, like you say, you know, new, new signings, new pitch, new, new style of play. West Ham missing a couple as well. I think, I think they could go there and at least minimum, minimum get a draw. Yeah, hopefully. Shall we? Um, shall we go on to some questions from the people? We the should. People yes. of Wolverhampton Wanderers and further afield. Um, thank you very much as, as well. By the way, I did put a tweet out trying to get some more. Some more newbies for uh, for the for the after post post match reaction uh, that we do uh, on a, on a regular basis because uh, the, the people we've been doing it last season were great and we'll keep on using some of them because they're, they're fabulous. Uh, but but it's nice to get some fresh blood. But I did put mm. I did put a sixty s to ninety s reaction after the game and some people thought that it was um, if you were a fan in the sixties to the ninety. <laughs> I meant seconds. I meant seconds. Everybody's available. So if you haven't replied to the tweet that I put out yesterday asking for fans then please do and I'll be kind of be collecting them together over the weekend and being in touch with a with a few of those people to, to hopefully uh, help us out for the season because unfortunately Joe it looks like this is going to be the norm um, for some time to come now we were hopeful in October we were hopeful goodness me for the next home game against against Fulham uh, to get some fans back but it looks like that's been paused now until I hate to say it but you, you're looking at into the new year, probably before we might see fans again. Yeah, it's been kibosh, doesn't it? And mm. it was, it, it it wasn't looking great. But then, obviously, you know, the the news was pretty much confirmed this week. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it, it, it's a difficult one because these these games are. I mean, we're we are of course in a pri- privileged position and mm. don't take that for granted. But I'm I'm not going to tell you that it's it's anywhere near as good without the fans because it, no, it just it, it no, just it's isn't. Not, no. You know, it's it's nowhere near. It's just like watching a training training ground game. Yeah. really. yeah, but and I mean with like, a lot more significance. Yeah, I mean like the Carabao Cup game just felt really flat, didn't it? Oh, um, yes. Especially so, you know that we. And even games like City, that City game where they'd had such a poor first half, you'd like to think the fans would have, you know, roared them onto that kind of second half because sure. the 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 played um, the fans played such a huge part in beating City last season. They kind of sucked the ball in, you know, the safe bag kind of sucked, sucked the ball in at the end. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but you know we've seen so many times fans play a part. So it's uh, it's such a shame that they. That this uh, this return is on hold. Hopefully, you know the situation gets better sooner rather than later. But it's uh, yeah, it's just a difficult one to swallow. Um, they'll be cheering on from arm, and hopefully, um, you know, Wolves can put in some performances to you know to put smiles on their faces. Poco Drum says, "Who'll score more goals this season, Fabio Silva or Diogo Jota?" 
Well, Wolves goals are the only goals I care about, so silver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, good, good, good answer. Uh, no, Jot will score a few at Liverpool, but I think he'll score a few coming off the bench. You know, last 10, 15 minutes or whatever, and he, he might, he might get a chance as well. It just depends. He'll need an injury from probably Mane, or do you think? Do you think even like he's back up for all three of them? Do you think, Joe? Um, is the Cup of Nations going ahead? The African Cup of Nations. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Acon. Acon, that's the rapper. <laughs> Locked up, they won't let me out. <laughs> Who? What? What are you talking about? Acon. Acon. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you Acon. don't know Acon. Uh, no, no idea. Who was that? Um. Oh uh, no, 2022, mate. It's been. Oh, 2022. Okay. 20, so what you say he's going, he's going to get his first start um, in the league in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think he'll be you know the, the first one off the bench. I think they might try and rotate him a bit more because you know I think they you know against the lesser sides maybe Jota gets more of a more minutes. I think he'll get a fair share of game time. I mean, let's face it, he was on the Wolves bench anyway, really. So yeah, um, yeah. he'll probably get as much minutes at Liverpool that he, he might have done at Wolves anyway. Paul Mansell, do you think there was one moment where Nuno recognised the need for an evolution of the team or was it always part of the plan? For me, Brighton at home could have been the tipping point. Maybe Brighton at home. I think Sevilla was just like the kind of the... I agree, yeah. The, yeah, I um, so. the really rubber-stamped it. Yes. I, think there w- I think there would have been signs. I think Brighton at home, yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Um, Sheffield United away after lockdown. Burnley away. Um you know, I think it just kind of, yeah, I know fatigue played a part, but I think Sevilla were were quite a level ahead of Wolves. You know, you you, you just they looked at more. That was kind of where Wolves want to be. That that's the benchmark. Let's kind of try and get towards that standard. So, uh, yeah, I think Sevilla was the one that really rubber stamped it and said, yeah, it's time for a bit of an evolution now. Wayne Brown, why don't we hear about players' injury or recovery instantly anymore? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think under new now they've never really been that explicit anyway. No, and um, a lot of managers aren't. They will not. They will not. You know, why would you? You know, on a Friday press conference, talk about a player who's definitely fit, or what he'll say is they've got a chance, or you know, hopeful, or we'll see what happens tomorrow. Because you know, why would you give the opposition time to plan to know exactly what team they're going to play? You want to keep them guessing right the way until until an hour before kickoff, really. Yeah, exactly. It's not just new now. I mean, I know on our patch as well, obviously a different level, but Daryl Clark at Walsall will flat out refuse to say a length of any injury or what the injury is. <laughs> you know, he won't even say contract lengths in, in, on, on players when they sign them. So, you, you know, you do get managers like that who just want to keep as much information um, guarded as possible. The, the thing I will say about Marcel, we'll get onto it later, but, um, you know, it's um, when Wolves have severe injuries. Bolly uh, and Johnny last season, they kind of put a club update out saying, you know, they've done this, they're going to have surgery or they're in for an operation. We haven't had any of that with Marcel. We'll get on to it later. We'll know, we'll know a, a bit more afternoon as press conference. But um, fingers crossed, I think it's, it's um, you know, it, it's not going to be as serious as, as, as that was uh, before. Sing when you're winning, never shot outside the box and then ran in for a header for a cross in the last game. Do you think this is a new approach? Be good to try and get him further up the field sometimes. Yeah, the midfield needs to score more goals. That's 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 the bottom line. Um, we, we've Jotter and, and Doherty leaving. That's 23 goals from last season that have gone. So, 
you know, other, other players need to step up. I think Dendonka could be a good good source of goals. Same as same as for Neves and even Matinho because Matinho, as good as he's been in, in a Wolf shirt, has only scored two goals in two seasons. So even even he's got to even he's got to chip, chip in more. You know, you've got to get get in the box, make those late runs, and get on the end of things. I'm just going to talk to you about whether we need to have a conversation about Jean Moutinho. <laughs> do we need to, do we need to have a conversation without having a conversation do we need to have a conversation about Jean Moutinho? Uh not just yet I don't think. Okay, we'll leave it for another we'll, day. We'll, we'll we'll give it we'll give it a few weeks. Okay, that's fine. Um George Brown says how many points do you think we'll get from the next 5 games? So I kind of mentioned that you said well how many do you think we'll get Joe from the next 5? Uh, uh, you think I th- 10? I think 10 is the minimum. Ten is the okay. minimum. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be happy enough with ten. I think. Okay, I'm going to say they're going to get twelve. Okay. I think they're going to win four and lose one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's have a look. Jez Massey, uh, could you see Semedo starting on the left and Hoover on the right if Marcel is still injured? So we'll find out about that. But uh, could you see a scenario like that or not? That is something that could happen moving forward, I guess. Um. Vinagre hasn't been great as he over the past couple of weeks. No. Um, been, been disappointed really with his with his performances, and I think he'll he'll know that as well. So, you know, if he's back in for West Ham, he's got to step up his game. Um, yeah, it's it's one that could happen going forward. We, you know, we talk about the versatility. I think Hoover could pretty much slot slot in anywhere, but he's very much a right footer. And uh, Samaido has played all his career on on the right as well. So, I don't think it'd be. Necessarily the the first choice, um, but it's a, it's an option. Question from Nathan Judah to Joe Edwards. Is that Joe Edwards? Uh, love your work. Uh, good looking lad on camera. Big future ahead of him. Um, and then he says, um, "What do you think um, about Wolves' transfer activity? Are they done?" <laughs> Why are you making up questions? <laughs> do you do you think do you think that's it for Wolves this season? We're told that it might be, yeah. Um, again, take it with a pinch of salt because so many things have happened this summer. If the um, right deal, if the right comes deal comes about, up, if the right deal comes about, and if there's an injury or somebody's just not cutting cutting the mustard in these in these next one or two games, um, then then there, there could be. But I think the the onus more now is on, you know. Trimming some of the some of the fat. I mean, I know the Wolves' first team squad is is small anyway, but that, those players on the periphery. I mean, they've got most of them out. Jordan, Campana. I think Burr could be in for a loan spell now. I think Max Kilman, uh, Dion Sanderson will be one that either loan or perhaps even permanent. And you know, some of the younger lads as well get getting them out on loan. You know, rather than playing in the twenty threes. So. I think it's going to be more of that, really. Um, there could be one more, I don't, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily hold out for it. And I don't think there's going to be any more than one. I think it'd be it'd be one if there's going to be any more. Matthew Scrivens, uh, will a higher frame rate camera be uh, required to film Wolves' <laughs> right flank this season, or will will it be a sort of slow motion technology be more efficient given the raw speed Wolves now pose down that side? Oh, be 4K, Ultra HD mm, or whatever mm. it is, you know? No, uh, it's going to be sexy in motion, baby. Yeah, yeah, it'd be very nice. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, get... Uh, as I said, I think they're just going to be entertaining to watch. Just uh, two flyers down, down the right-hand side. Uh, just, just really looking forward to seeing them. 
Howling Wolf. Do we need a better backup keeper? Rudy's a nice chap and good for the squad, but he doesn't look good enough for me. Sondergaard has great potential, but is way off Premier League standard and could probably do with a loan to a uh, football league club. What do you think? I think that'll be one that either in, I mean, January. I mean, John John has got a year to run. I mean, Wolves took up the option, didn't they? That this is just putting being hypothetical, but it may be a situation where somebody had come in for John in January and maybe he'd look to do it then. If not, I think it'd be done next summer. I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, I, I think John will probably come to the end of his contract this year extension and probably leave upon the end of that. I think he'll want to go somewhere and play for the last few years of his career. Um, he's been a great servant. And I mean, I, I've said it before, it's so hard to be a, a second-choice goalkeeper and come in and, and be at your sharpest and show your best. Um, you know he's made some mistakes he'll, he'll, he'll know that but um, equally he was brilliant in that championship season fantastic so um, yeah I think maybe there could be potential for it in January if John finds a move but definitely next summer I think there'll, there'll, there'll be some shake up in that goalkeeping department Wolfie says do Wolves already have their future back three at the club with Hoover, Marquez and Longwick exciting <laughs> prospect I think that's uh, maybe a bit early to say. Um, do like the look of Marquez, um, but you know they, they got a lot of learning to do. Um, you know, they, I, I think Marquez and Longwick played against Oldham in the EFL Trophy earlier this week, and they, and they lost four. Some of the goals, I mean, you know, they, they are young lads playing against you know seasoned, experienced, hustle and bustle pros. But some of the goals are a bit cheap, you know, trying to play out from the back and, give, and, give, and giving it away. So they've still got a lot of learning to do. Um, Hoover's the one who's going to be obviously in, in the first team picture at the minute, having been signed for what thirteen and a half million, it could go up to. I think I think Marcus has got a very bright future. Don't know, don't really know a lot about Longwick, but the the, the reviews are good so far. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be a stretch for for all three of them to uh, to to become you know the Wolves' defence really. Yeah, normally if one of them sticks, then I think you've done a pretty good job. Yeah, to be honest. exactly. Yeah. Wayne Edwards, uh, everyone waxes lyrical about Neves for his long shots. Person, I think the majority are pants. Should he <laughs> should he shoot more or not? Um, there, there, there is an element to that because for for every screamer he, he scores, you know, the reason one in Rouse Ed is is ignored mm. or a few in Rouse Ed. Um, I I just want to see him not score a worldie. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah. um, every goal he scored has been a worldie pretty much, unless it's a penalty. I just love to see him score a tap in from six yards. You know that that is what I want now from Neves. That, that I mean, I'll take a, a crossbar and in top corner all day long, but um, I, I strangely want more a tail poke from from three or four yards out. Mm. That's what I want. Come on, Neves. Dave Verbal Faces says, um, with Wolves looking so much better in the second half against Manchester City, do you think Nuno will revert back to having two wide men? Uh, it's, it's hard. I, I mean, Trial Ray was the impact sub, wasn't he, against West Ham last season? He could well be that again. Oh, I think it's. I think Powerdance is, is difficult to drop. I think he's been the standout player from the first two games. I think Neto has done well. Um, I think if one was to to drop out, it it would be Neto, um, and then going with a midfield two, and playing a three four three. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of fifty fifty for me. I, I'd probably lean towards this new system and 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 trying it out and and seeing if it works and 
hopefully um, then you can bring Adama off the bench as the flyer. Ken Cooper, hi Nathan and Joe, regular listener here, love your work, especially Nathan's, actually I made that last bit up, he doesn't say that, he says he's a regular listener, um, interesting window so far, but how do you think it could be made into a top class window, what are the names you have heard and how many of them are realistic, keep up the good work, well, Ken Cooper fan since 1954. Well, thanks for the kind words, but as, as we say there, you know, there's a very good chance that Wolves are... Done. I mean, these. So give it a grade. Give it a grade so far, Joe. From what you've seen so far, um, w- without seeing, you know, too much of, of Marcel, and you haven't seen Tomato yet. But from from looking at it, from what you had at the start of the window to what you've had now, what grade would you give it? B or B plus B, probably, probably a flat out B. Yeah, I think I think a, I think a B. That could quite easily go to an A minus, but could quite easily again go to a C plus. Yeah, or a B minus. You really don't know until 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 probably you've seen another dozen games or so. Yeah, I think I'd put it at a, at a B at, at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, a, a few would have liked a replacement for Jota, but you know, it's it's um, that doesn't seem to be in the offing. That Stoke game really pees me off because. I really would have liked to see Fabio Silva this week and next week. You know, you look at yeah, yeah. Uh, Villa playing last night. You know, and they get to they get the likes of Watkins to to, to play again and and Traore and and uh, and and these are the kind of players that they want to give game game minutes to. And the likes of Vitinha, the likes of Fabio Silva. That was a really important game that for Wolves mm. to get them ninety minutes in competitive games. You know, they would have had an extra two ninety minutes under the belts by this time next week, Joe, if they've got through. And you'd expect them to get through against Gillingham, but you expect them to get through against Stoke. So. It's kind of frustrating that, and and pretty pretty poor form really that they that they had to put that performance out there. And I know some of those players were playing, so they've got to take their responsibility. But at the same time, just a strange night and um, and disappointing because these are going now competitively, and the twenty threes is not really where they want to be playing to get game time. All they can do is hope for for squad games at, at, at Compton, maybe some maybe some you know some behind closed doors managed games, and the odd 10-15 minutes if you can get it in a Premier League game. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it would have been the deciding factor, but I think the whole Jota situation was a little bit of a cloud over the night, and mm. and it may have even rubbed off, rubbed off onto the players. I'm sure they would have known what the situation was. Sure, but of course. Yeah. Equally, you know that doesn't happen every game. That was a, a strange incident. You know him turning up and then leaving suddenly before kickoff. So. Um, of course, we know the reasons why now, but I, I, I think maybe you know there might be one or two players that weren't fully aware of the picture, or there would, there would have been a few that were, and you know, kind of not you know fully distracted by it, but perhaps in the in the back of their mind, and you know, it, at the top level of the game, and, and it, it only takes these one or two percent that, that that can kind of knock you off your course a little bit. So I think that might have might have played a part really. Uh, Baz Chuckle with Tim Spears money spinning link up with a brand of scrotum scrapers. Um, what advertising <laughs> link up are you and Joe with the manscaping situation? What, what are you? What are you and Joe uh, on the lookout for? So who would you? Who would you go for? Who would be your? What, what would you? Uh, what would you advertise, Joe, if you had to uh, do anything from, oh. a, from a big money brand link up? Ooh. Surely it'd have to be the face of Weight Watchers. Yeah, or like yeah, slim fast, slim, slimming world. Yeah, slim fast, slimming world, slim, slim, slim fast. Slimming yeah. World, mate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Slimming world, slim fast. Um, 
I'd probably go down the um, the makeup route, adult men's makeup route. Do you think just to get yourself yeah um, looking slightly lighter under the eyes and just yeah, I, th- I think a range of a range of men's only products I think would go down very well foundation wise. Yeah, as any you know normal bloke would do really. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you more, Joe. Right, a uh, few more questions because I've got to get off this and I've got to get straight into a chat with Nuno on Zoom. So um, and then we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back for an, the last five minutes of the show. Uh, right, Da-da-da-da-da. let's have a look. Richard Atkiss, why don't we uh, sit Troy up the pitch uh, when defending set pieces? Surely opposing teams will need to pull two players back to watch him. Ask Nuno to test it because um, we give the ball away too cheaply. I'll ask him. Ask him. <laughs> ask him. I'll pass on the message. Nah, ask him. I think. Yeah, I think there's there's some there's something to be said for that. Yeah, they just clear it from the corner. Bit, you know, the the quick lad up top. Links, Links Wolf says, uh, "Is it wrong that I want Diogo Jota to succeed at Liverpool? He was no. my favourite player and seemed to give everything for Wolves. I get that he's not our player anymore, but I will still keep an eye on how he progresses. That being said, I don't feel the same about Costa Cav or Doc. No, no, I think, think that is. I think that that's is a fair um, shout. That's a fair shout. I, I mean, I don't want to see him go to Liverpool and get crocked. So I want to see him. Want to see him go to Liverpool and be a success. I, I don't necessarily see him score against Wolves. He can have an off day against Wolves all, all day long." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or just be an unused up against Wolves. But I'd like to see him go, go to Liverpool and make a fist of it and be a success because I don't think he can argue with anything that he's done in his three years at Wolves. He's always gave his all. He's always been a you know a very good player, provided some brilliant moments. Man United in the cup, those those hat tricks in the Europa League. So um, no, I wish him nothing but the best. Last couple. Richard Wilding says, uh, "Do guests if you have any English slash British players on their books other than Doc?" I'm loving the names we have been linked to, and have signed. And have signed. Just think, uh, signed. Uh, just think, a couple of uh, a couple of British players uh, may wouldn't give a miss. Although not sure about how they were getting to our side currently. The short answer is no. There's none. <laughs> I had a look <laughs> earlier. The, the re- there isn't any. Um, it's mainly Portuguese, as, yeah. as, as, as you'd expect, and, the, and then there's one or two more. But yeah, that there's. There's now no English players. I think there's one Portuguese player who plays for Boa Vista who qualifies as English, but who's got a market value of about 150 grand. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, apart from him, uh, I don't think there's anyone. Finally, from uh, Michael Bickley, how long will Silver be referred to as the £35 million Fabio Silver? Oh, I do, I do like saying it. <laughs> um, Give it a few more weeks. Once, okay. the, once the wind is shut, maybe, then the novelty will wear off. But uh, <laughs> I, I do like it at the minute. I'm sure he appreciates that, mate, every time he doesn't score for both <laughs> the £35 million Fabio Silva. Hopefully he does it on Sunday, Joe. Right, we're, we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna pause this podcast. We're going to go and have a, a chat. Do you want to give the Zoom call out, uh, the, the details to the peeps so they can get on with Nuno? He'd, he'd appreciate that. Another 6,000 people <laughs> being on this call. I'm sure Max, uh, the press officer, would as well. But uh, we're going to hop off now and then we'll give you the, the team news when we come back in, well, it doesn't really matter because you won't know what time it is, but it's going to be about, about 45 minutes. We'll see with a soon. click of the fingers. See you soon. Ba-boom. And just like that, we're back. We're back. Hey. There was a very very quick press conference, about, about four seconds, Joe, uh, before before we start uh, start broadcasting again, but yeah, just just by just by magic, we have returned with some team news. But before that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what Nuno said in the presser uh, um, with regards to transfers and a transfer update. Of course, the window 
Joe closes on, correct me if I'm wrong, October the 5th? Yeah, a week on Monday. A week on Monday. So previously, you know, the reports were that, that, um, that Wolves had finished their transfer business, and they could quite well have finished their transfer business. However, he did leave the door somewhat open, Nuno, didn't he? He did, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd said earlier in the week that we'd been told that business had been done, but again, they haven't really anything out. And, and Nuno kind of, you know, echoed that front, really, that, that while the window's still open, I mean... You know, you've got to be ready to re- react and uh, adjust and react, I think was the terms he said. Um, you know, if something comes about, I mean, you know, we, we've spoke about how quick some of these moves have happened. And, you know, it, while the window's open, there's, there's always a possibility. I, I mean, uh, uh, he equally said he's pleased with the business that they've done so far and, and you know, uh, and he's happy with what's been done to this point. But, yeah, no, no, kind of a flat out. Now that's it, we're done. Um, kind of left the door open a bit, to be fair. Yeah, and look, Wolves have spent a lot of money this window, Joe, but they've also received a lot of money in transfers. I think the net is probably like one or two million either way. I think it's very, very close um, income and um, in- incomings and outgoings. So, so if if the right deal did come up for the right price. You know, they haven't stretched themselves. They're not 50, 60, 70 million pound in debt. They've been very smart, especially in this current environment, uh, of keeping their money and, and balancing the books. I think it's 80 million pretty much either way, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it could be as much as 45 for Jota, 15 for Doc, and then 20 million for Costa. So, yeah, that's 80 million. Then you've got um, Samaida, which is an initial, pretty well, 29, you may as well say. It's 27 and a half, but it goes straight up to 29 pretty much. So, 29... And then you got 35 for Silva, so what's that? Uh, 64. Then you've got Vitinha, which could be 18. Um, and yeah, so, so it, it's, it's, it's pretty much tit for tat. And so they haven't stretched themselves massively. And if they see the right player and they think that that's going to really improve them, then fair enough. I think they've got, I've got, they've got the funds to do it. It's been a, it's been quite a clever window so far. I think Fausen will be especially pleased that they've managed to bring five faces in, but without a, a huge uh, outlay in terms of net. You know, they've pretty much broke even. So, um, you know, for, uh, it, the crux of it all is that Fausen are, are an investment company, and you know they they want to be smart in the market. They don't just want to do it. They want, they've got the cash to spend, but they don't want to just spend it with no return on their coming the other way so um, I think everybody all round will be pleased with the work that's been done so far yeah um, and like I said we're, we're hopefully to see some some new faces or a new face on Sunday 7pm kickoff awful kickoff time <laughs> Christ you've got a week off after this mate you're fuming when you saw I mean that oh. that is the worst of the worst for you when you, you want to get away yeah. you have a little break mate with the missus and you're 7pm in London the thing is if it was on a Saturday I could just do a Saturday get yep. all my work done on Saturday yep. night and yep. then Sunday then becomes part of your week off mm-hmm. but now b- bloody no. Premier League buggers putting it on at 7pm Sunday night the, the, the thing is, though, I wouldn't rule out this being a bloody more of a common occurrence now. Mm. I, I think they've enjoyed having these saucy kick-off times. And even when fans come back, I think we could see some daft Sunday six o'clockers and stuff like that, to be fair. Yeah, 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 absolutely, mate. So, um, but, you know, frustrating, but at the same time excited because we're going we're gonna to hopefully see Nelson Semedo. Uh, what's Nunes said about, about team news uh, going into the game? 
So the big talking point wasn't it was Marcel. We touched on it earlier. I said I, I didn't think it was too serious, and it doesn't seem too serious, but it's enough to keep him out from West Ham. It would seem ninety nine percent. I mean, Nuno says he's not very confident that he'll be involved. He hasn't trained at all mm-hmm. um, this week. Um, calf injury as well. Um, that, that, that's that's the problem. So uh, yeah, they've had a diagnosis: a calf injury. He's not trained at all. Asked if it's a worry beyond West Ham and going into that Fulham game and he says well yeah. we'll have to we'll have to see on that front so um, I think you're looking you know Samado's had a few days training t- spoke about that and how he's integrated and integrated pretty well um, albeit early doors but um, I'd probably say Samado on the right and Vinagre on the left um, for Wolves at the, at the London Stadium yeah, um, and then from a, from a positional point of view and a formation point of view, where, where do you see how do you see Wolves lining up then? Well, they're, they're trying this new system, aren't they? With uh, Neto and Pedence. I mean, we were having a discussion off air. Just with, is it a three-four-three? Mm. Is it a three-five-two? I think that some people might think I've made this formation up, but I think a three-four-one-two is probably the best way to describe it. In that. Um, Neto obviously is, is deeper than Pedence, but Pedence is like a second striker, not exactly an out and out centre forward. Um, yeah, I mean, you could say Traore could start. Um, I just think they're going with this system and they're trying to make it work, and which is fair enough. You want to, you don't want to stand still. You want to evolve, and I, I think West Ham is a good opportunity to to go with it from the off again, and then you know if it's not quite working. Go with Traore and bring him on as that uh, you know right winger in in a more conventional three four three if you like, and then really go for it second half. Um, you know you you don't want to be starting the game too slowly. No, no, will press on that point. I think you know in an ideal world, it'd be a bit similar to Sheffield United in that new system. Make a good start, maybe get a, a nice early goal, and then you can throw on Traore in the second half to make sure of the win. That would be the perfect scenario. And uh, yeah, I think. This new system, I think you can't just. I think these are the games where you want to see, and I'd be a little bit surprised if they went to the more conventional three-four-three to to start off with. Yeah, and West Ham got problems themselves, Joe. Uh, mm. not, not just on the field, but off it with a with three positive coronavirus tests. Uh, two players who probably wouldn't have been involved. I wouldn't. I probably, well, probably Diop would have played. Diop would have started, would he? Okay, I think started. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, but David Moyes won't be won't be there. He's apparently doing his his talk on video call or video message. That could, that could be interesting. A Zoom chat in the uh, in the dressing room. Up, he's got good Wi-Fi. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't, I mean, it can't be ideal for them preparation wise. It can only help Wolves, can't it? Yeah. No, it's um it's a it's difficult one for them. I mean, you'd like to think maybe one of the two of their fringe players had had, had come in there and have a point to prove, perhaps. But. Um, yeah, it, no, no doubt it will have disrupted them. Um, you know, having three three positive tests. It was this the op, Josh Cullen and, and David Moyes, of course. I mean, Cullen won the won the play. Maybe not, might not even made the squad, but it's still it's still definitely a disruption. And you know, as, as bad as it is for for West Ham, and you know, you do have to have an element of sympathy for him because it could be anyone. Um, but hopefully, Wolves can can take advantage of that unrest. Yeah, still got some useful players though. Of course, one of them in Mikel Antonio, who's, who's very, very useful. Yeah, really and, uh, like Wolves, him. Yeah, really good player. And, and the defence are going to have to. They'll be in for a tough, a tough. I'm going to say afternoon, tough evening on Sunday. Uh, they're really have to going to be tight on him. Yeah, they've got to be a lot better than than they yeah. were against City. That's just yeah. the, the crux of it. There were sixes and sevens uh, for the first two goals, especially. 
Um, and you know they've got Thomas Sochek, who is really kind of dominant in the area, a bit reminiscent of Den Donker, really, kind of that he covers a lot of ground, he's quite physical and good from set pieces. And so while they've they've got their problems and they've equally you know they've lost their first two games and everybody knows about the ownership and the, the stadium move and all all that unrest there they've still got some decent players it's not a given I think Wolves should beat them and if they are at their metal they will um, but yeah it's a it's not a cakewalk. You talk about the formation Joe and, and potentially Troy being on the bench so where does Troy fit in if he is evolving and changing this formation having almost Neto as a guy who can kind of like drift onto the right and maybe in behind the front two of Pedence and and Raul. Is this is this worrying times for someone like Traore or do you think it's literally going to be a horses for courses, uh, game by game situation? I, I don't think it's worrying for him. I think you can still try and do that new system with um, maybe Pedence being the more... Uh, you know the deeper one, okay. and then and then Traore kind of being the second striker, and then drifting out wide. It's very fluid. It's mm-hmm. just you know it's it's hard to kind of categorise what exactly formation it is. As, as I say, I just think you know Traore for this one just seems more like a, of, a, of a one for the bench for me, uh, and then just to come on and, and, and wreak havoc against a tiring West Ham defence. It worked. It worked uh, wonders, didn't it, last season? So. Um, you know, I'm just leaning towards that. It's West Ham United. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mr. Joe Edwards, before you go on your little well-deserved vacation, can we please have a scoreline? <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0, I think, to Wolves. Yeah, 1-0. And I'd like to see a different scorer to Jimenez as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm captain on fantasy football, mate, so let's not, let's not go crazy. Um, no, I'd like to see Pedence get off get yeah. off the mark. Yeah. Um, he's had a, you know, some good chances in both games and kind of went for the spectacular with a lob, didn't he, against uh, City when he could have easily just slotted it to either the keepers right or left. And you know, I, it wasn't you know, it's not something he'll look back on and kind of kick himself and lose sleep over all week. Um, but it's something to brush up on and. You know, he's a very pretty player, a very stylish player. I mean, that assist was oh, lovely. Ah. But but equally, you know, sometimes just simplify things a little bit at times. And you know, if he can, he can just slot one out on bottom corner. That would be happy days. Um, I think West Ham, for all the problems they've got and Wolves' record against them, Nuno's won all four meetings against them over the past couple of years. Um, again, I don't think it's going to be a cake walk. Wolves should beat them. Um, I'm just going to go for the one goal, one 0 West Ham United one, Wolverhampton Wanderers three. Okay. Raul, Neto, and Pedence, the dream, the dream team, mate. Lovely. I'm feeling confident. Uh, enjoy your cabin in the woods, mate. Uh, cabin in the week. woods. Cabin in the woods in Shrewsbury, mate. Or yeah, Shropshire, wherever it is. Shropshire, yeah, South Shropshire, I think. Yeah. Can you give the uh, the site and the um, and the number that you're going to be at the, the cabin uh, number, just in case anyone wants to come round and maybe you know bake you a. A little cake or put some put some beef on the barbecue. I forgot. <laughs> um, right. Well, also, we're not going to see you next week. The, the entire no. next week, you're going to be. You're not taking your microphone to the cabin, are you? 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not as dedicated as you are. <laughs> I would say that. You're probably just you're probably just a little bit smarter than me, mate. To be fair, um, and you want to keep married. Um, so, so we're going to have a special one for the transfer deadline day week on Monday. Oh yeah, uh, bonanza. Later night, we're going to have a late night potty. Late night potty love. I'm going to late night potty for a while, mate. So maybe we might get a bit saucy, a little bit cheeky, and maybe a little bit sweary. Yeah, I think it, it closes at five o'clock, doesn't it, or six o'clock? Eleven o'clock, it is. Is it? Yes, it's a late one, mate. No, I've done my it's research. It's eleven p.m. Is it really? It really is. It's a late one, mate. It's well, a late one. Five p.m. for the five p.m. for the sixteenth of October for the EFL and the Premier League, but it's eleven p.m. Oh, mm. late night loving. Late night loving. Hope you've enjoyed it this week, everyone. Um, let's hope they get three points. Two wins from three would be a really good start from me. From Joe, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.